Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a portion of lesson number 11. The full lesson is 27 minutes and 13 seconds, and this one covers investment risk. Welcome to this lesson about this, the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is Unit 2, Part 6. We're still under Evaluates Customers' Financial Information, Identifies Investment Objectives, Provides Information on Investment Products, and Makes Suitable Recommendations. Today we'll just be continuing with that particular line of thinking. We will then, at the end, give you a chance to go back and review your work so that you can see whether or not you've understood what you've learned in this unit. If you haven't, go ahead and just listen to it again. And if you have, then great. You can go ahead and to the next lesson. So let's go ahead and get started. So first I want to talk about some kinds of risk. So any kind of investing just about has some degree of risk. Some things have very, very low risk, usually have very low return as well. Some things have very, very high risk, and in that case, they can actually also have very high returns. So it's really just a rolling the dice a little bit. There's a sort of a game of chance that happens when you invest. But it's good to understand the different types of risk and how different investments carry different types of risk. So let's go ahead and talk about a few of those 
so that uh, you can understand and make better recommendations to your customers. All right, so the first is called investment risk. So if you have, let's say you have a savings account, the only risk is that the money is going to lose purchasing power. It, the money is just always going to be there, no matter what. It's just going to stay there. It's sitting there. You might have some inflation, in which case that could be a problem. But the only risk to your actual investment is inflation. Investment risk affects fixed income investments because most of the time, most of the amount remains about the same. You're not making a whole lot of money on these, while the purchasing power of the money can decline. So that's always a risk. If there's no other kind of risk, then there is definitely a slight investment risk. And so that's something you want to keep in mind. Next, we have what's called capital risk. And capital risk just means that you're investing money and possibly losing your investment. So that's, say you buy some stock, you might lose your investment if you invest that kind of money. But you might not as well. You could be just fine. Then we also have what's called systematic risk. And systematic risk is just something that affects securities in general, such as natural disasters. Those are known as as one of those systematic risks that it can affect the entire system and not just one kind of investment or, or whatever. Next is interest rate risk. And interest rate risk means that there's a risk that your interest rates are going to change, making you lose the value of your securities. Well, yeah, this can happen, definitely. Especially if you're talking about the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve can set different interest rates and they can decide to go up or down. And that can affect anybody who is borrowing money or is depending on that interest rate in whatever way. We also have what's called unsystematic risk. And that's something that only affects certain bonds or sectors. So it doesn't affect the entire market. It just affects a portion of the market. So that is what is known as an unsystematic risk. So this sometimes comes from things like government regulation. Uh, something that could, that can definitely happen. So sometimes governments come out with regulations that only affect one particular sector of the economy. So they put new regulations on the healthcare sector. And so it's an unsystematic risk because it affects the healthcare sector quite a bit, but it doesn't affect the rest of the market. So that's what's known as an unsystematic risk. There's also one of the best reasons why it's a good idea to diversify your holdings because, well, of course you can, if you're not careful, these unsystematic risks can hit the, where you've invested all of your money and then you're out of luck. So it's nice that if you have things in different sectors so that you can make sure that if one systematic risk crops up, it's not going to destroy everything. You still have some backups in other places. A business risk happens when you invest in a company. And this sometimes happens because the government regulates a particular sector. This means that you don't know how the business is going to perform. Business could be great. Business could be terrible. You just never know. You have to see how it's going to do. So there's always that business risk of, hey, is this going to work or is this not? 
And if the, it goes up, then you're doing great. And if it goes down, then, well, you are going to lose part of your investment. So something about things that can happen to companies is that they can become obsolete. So another industry comes in that does things a lot better. So say when word processors became a thing, then typewriters stopped being such a great thing. And so that typewriting industry quickly became obsolete with the advent of computers. Next, uh, so you, they also, something you also, also might see is that you might be affected by a labor strike. So if that happens, then the company's business is going to go way down. So that's something that you definitely don't want to happen. We also have just having just normal competition in business. They could be come in and be crushed by a large competitor or even taken over by a large competitor. Uh, there's also a risk that different laws and regulatory laws that come on the books can negatively in, impact your investments through businesses. So if, if a, you're the business that you've invested in suddenly has to pay all these extra taxes and tariffs and has different laws that affect it, then that can be something that they pass on to their customers. So their business won't be doing as well. That is a business risk. Natural event risk is the risk from things like storms or outbreaks of different illnesses. Call risk is the risk that a bond will be called up sooner than it is expected when interest rates are down. And so you realize, oh dear, that's a... I was expecting that it would be longer than the interest rate would be better, but then it's not. Prepayment risk is a risk that happens for, with mortgage-backed securities when those mortgages that are backing it get paid off. Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website, series6lessons.com, and that series, the number 6, lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies.